and growing and watching prohibition fall down. All right, coming back with some grow talk, guys. Grow talk. How's the how's the Costa Rica kicking, Scotty? Ah, oh, it's beautiful here. It's beautiful. Uh, I'm trying to resist saying Pura Vida. I say it like a gringo, at least. <laughs> I've been enjoying it. Been catching a little bit of the, the sun and recharging the batteries a little bit. It sure is nice. Yes, there are a lot of Canadians that like to recharge their batteries, especially this time of year, and go to the sun. You've seen them when you lived in South Florida, all the snowbirds going down yes. there. Yes, yes. Not as much anymore. Everybody's a little down on their, their anti-sun. But that'll come back around. Let's get in. This is Grow Talk Show, guys. We're talking about growing cannabis, growing the dank, a show built by you, the DGC Grower Questions, picked off dudegrows.com. Um, we've got to get through this. I got an exciting day. Like, I still got to uh, get my turkey tail mushroom kits positioned right. I got transplanting to do today. I got a lot of green, green thumb, growing fungi, though. Is that green thumb or is that like brown thumb? I don't know. That's like white thumb for mycelium. Mycelium. I still got to find out how to pronounce that, bro. All right. Well, on today's show, we have The Fade and Dank Nugs by Roland Ski. Uh, Grow Talk Questions, Planning a Balcony Greenhouse with a Carbon Filter by Osric. Autoflowers in the Same Pot, question mark, posted by Winio72. This one I really like. I threw it into Grow Hack Spray Gun, posted by Graham Smack. And HPS versus LED by Tyson Elaine. Elaine by Tyson underscore Elaine. Do you say the underscore? I never have clarified. I always forget. I don't think you do. It's kind of like saying the space between your first and last name. <laughs> so I'd be dude <laughs> space gross. Yes, exactly. <laughs> All right. Before we jump into the show here, I still got a toke. I got some cold brew, you guys. Hopefully you have some joints. What do you got today, Scotty? A little joint or what? No, man, I scored a little purple. I don't think it's purple Urkel. It is purple haze. That's what they call it here. Anyhow, just a little purple nugs. Definitely grown in the area. Very similar to what you get in the free market over in Colorado. Delicious. Very good. Yeah, well, what's the light cycle there for growing? Is it, is it your constant 12-12 or no? Pretty much. Pretty much. Gets to 13 every now and again. But yes, very, very close. I uh, do wonder what would happen here. We're going to have to check out some equatorial sativas, man. That would be good. That would be good. Well, before we jump into the show, join the DGC. I got a few messages. Over. Go to dogrows.com forward slash support. If you guys are supporting the show over there, you know, I, I check on those messages. I like to communicate with everybody. Patreon has had their inbox a little screwed up lately. If you haven't heard from me, they are upgrading their inbox experience. COVID. So, <laughs> that's, yeah, just blame that. Um, as well, once Scotty's back from Costa Rica, the DGC goodie bags are going to start to go out. As well as the Canadians that are waiting for them, they are going to start to go out. That's your stickers, your high-functioning stoner stash card for everybody supporting the show. When you come on board, what happens? You get a message with a link. Go to dudegrows.com, password-protected, DGC member area. All the benefits are listed there. Somebody asked about our newsletter, Scotty, and I said we quit the newsletter. We have all our benefits listed online because eh, we got some good newsletters together, but it's a bit of work, right? Yeah, the newsletter, we were just kind of making video content and whatnot, so we decided to just put it on the show. Make content for everybody. 
Let me tell you the other benefits when you sign up for new members, free seeds from Seeds Here Now. Just talked with Mr. James Bean the other day. Uh, we're going to have him on the show soon to talk about all kinds of good things. Always a great guest to have on, uh, as well as 30% off Real Growers Recharge. And this month, every month, giveaways, we're doing the DGC Merch Pack. It's the DGC Hookup. So when you're logged into Patreon or supporting the show, that post is made sticky right at the top. Make a comment, and you're entered to win December 21st is a Monday as well as the winter solstice, Scotty. Ooh, ooh. Dude, I, I was all earthy last night. I caught a beautiful meteor shower. There was a crazy, crazy meteor shower last night. Anybody catch uh, it? I wish I could have. I knew about it. I was clouded out. No. Oh. So that's the one time I wish I had a pilot's license in a plane so you could fly above the cloud line and enjoy for a little bit. That would be pretty uh. dope. It's talking to somebody here and they said, uh, yeah, most people, all the rich guys that he's a boat mechanic and goes, all my uh, boat clients also have planes. And I was like, I don't know. I've seen some morons out with boats. I couldn't imagine that same uh, attitude for, an, I don't know, for an airplane. I don't think I'd go flying with you, dude. I forgot to mention in the merch pack, guys, the DGC merch pack that you're entering to win. There are two hats, two DGC hats, pounder, recharge, DGC stickers, grinder lanyard, whatever else we can find around the bakery to get a good little holiday pack together for you. And uh, we'll announce the winner December 21st. I actually hired a, uh, me and my neighbor got together. We're like, we should have some type of solstice party thing. So we hired a bagpiper, bagpiper no. for two hours. Yes. <laughs> it's going to be good. You guys got the good edibles there, man. Um, well, Hey, every day, when every day, the <laughs> next day, it gets just a little bit longer. I get just, I'm a pretty happy guy, but a little bit happier. All right. It's getting dark. Like at four 30, right. it's bummer time. All right. It is. It gets dark here at pretty much five o'clock every day. And I asked around, I'm like, Hey man, it was perfect weather. I was eating breakfast this morning. I'm like, is the weather always like this? And they go, yep. Yep. I think two months a year, it gets really hot. And there's, there is a rainy season, but dudegrows.com forward slash support if you want to dig on any of that the weather being nice all the time i don't dig i like the season scotty i gotta have my soup cravings come in i love the snow i love when the snow goes away i like the spring flowers you know what i mean i need the seasons i get pissed when it gets 40 you know in florida every now and again once every two years it'll get 40 something degrees i'm like the hell with that man South. All right, let's get into the show. Get a little irie here. I got the fade. This is Dank Nugs called the Fade by Roland Ski. It says the, the the beauty of this plant just unreal. This is a beautiful beautiful leaf here. We're looking at unfiltered, untouched iPhone Seven pick. The colors in this fade come on. Fan leaf off blueberry muffin. Day fifty three of flower. Organic soil. Recharge. Top dressed under two hundred sixty watt. 3,000 Kelvin, quantum board, and the buds aren't too shabby either. But I'm biased. I appreciate you and much respect for the DGC. To this yeah. Leaf. Good looking. They're beautiful wow. colors. Are you sure there's no filter on that, man? Is that, is that what the kids are saying these days? Hashtag no filter? Um, I don't know. I, iPhone 7 is, uh, how, how, what's up with the camera stats on that? It was pretty good. Is that like why he wants to make the statement? Because he's making this good of a picture or just the iPhone? They're, they're pretty good. Not gonna lie. What are they up to now? What is iPhone like eleven or something well, like that? They're on they're on iPhone twelve now, but iPhone they skipped from like I don't there wasn't a nine and then they had a ten and then yeah it's it's a little confusing but yeah they're on iPhone twelves now but the nice. seven still all, all phones in the last five years have had pretty good cameras they have gotten better but you don't need it to be that good for most people. I can't afford an iPhone numbered phone. I have an SE. 
<laughs> That's awesome. Simple edition, I think, is what it stands for, maybe. <laughs> Hopefully it's sports. For you, it's your sports edition, dude. Let's get into the grow talk here. First grower question titled planning a balcony greenhouse with a carbon filter by Osric. All right. So for the past two years, I've done a light depth grow on my south facing balcony in Alberta, Canada. This year I grew Irogenetic Sunkiss. Ross and Jeff's running and getting strong up here a little hey, can bit. Can I just raise my hand and ask a question? How far up is Alberta, Canada? Is that that sounds cold? Um, it depends where you're at in the province. I mean, it's right above the border. I wish I had my world map up, up above maybe Wyoming. I'm not sure. It's right next to BC. I know that okay. for sure. Okay. So there's spots. It's, it's not like going up uh, to the Arctic Circle. No, no, not like the Yukon Territory, brother. Gotcha. Okay. Not where like they filmed Life Below Zero. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, even places like, isn't Winnipeg real cold? There's certain places that are real cold in Canada, right? Where Tarmigan's at, I thought was real cold. Yes. The only place that isn't real cold is where I'm at. But I wouldn't mind it, to tell you the truth. Regardless here, let me get back at it. This year, I grew Irogenetic Sunkiss and got some smell complaints. The plants were hidden. So the letter said, don't smoke so much. Get a vape, edibles, or go for a walk and smoke. <laughs> nah, -uh. They yeah, thought he was just smoking all the time, 24-7? Or don't smoke so much. If I were to grow again next year, I'm thinking of a small two by four by three greenhouse made out of panda film, white side forward on the back with a clear greenhouse poly on the front and top, probably wood framed. I need a carbon filter for odor control, but I'm sh not sure on the size since it will have to be the ventilation cooling too. Any suggestions for a blower and filter? I'll probably set up some kind of blackout shades for the front would having shade cloth as an option be worthwhile? All right, there's some pics of this year's plants. Nice little patio, sunny garden. Dig. Man, isn't that going to be a big deal going from outdoor growing essentially to indoor growing? Because, I mean, you're losing the wind. You're really going to have to set up in its volume, right? He's talking about a two by four by three. That's two. You're going to need to try and go bigger than that. Air, that's going to heat up so quick. And no matter what you set up, it depends on what's happening with the weather outside. I think you're going to have to have your ventilation running all the time, like a high out and a lower in on the other side of it, right? Which and isn't the worst thing in the world because you could uh, attach one side to a carbon filter. You know, you can attach the exhaust to a carbon filter or the carbon filter outside the tent uh, and, and certainly clean up the smell that way, no? So with something like this, what really is going to matter is like the volume of it and trying to have – a two by four by three greenhouse and control humidity and temperature outdoors with that right. is just going to be exponentially harder than having a bigger greenhouse. Um, might look at like the Harbor Freight greenhouses. They might find it is going to be a little bit bigger than that two by four by three, but like a right. small greenhouse you'd be able to put outside and just have it active exhausting out of it uh, through a carbon filter could work. Or even uh, I was kind of playing around with the idea in my head of leaving it open, but as long as it's not too windy, having enough air draw through a carbon filter out that it's just filtering all the time. That's where I was at. Um, That's where but, I was at. Just let it, it scrub the area. Let it scrub the area it, yeah. and leave it open still. But, yep. and, but exhaust that air. Maybe you can exhaust that air you know, somewhere else, like the clean air somewhere else, so it's always got negative pressure, even if it's just a tiny bit of negative pressure. So it's always constantly taking the air, the stinky air, and exhausting it five or six foot away. 
the problem can be I got my I got more than my two cents. I'm getting six cents here. Um, humidity can really hurt carbon filters and deter their life. If this is out mm -hmm. on a patio, make sure it's high humidity, like really runs down on carbon filters. Um, look at strains potentially. This might be a hard one. Yeah. That don't have a lot of odor. There are strains that are, I mean, they, they're going to have some, but you know, they can range a lot. I've had people be in a grow house where you could, even with some filtration, there's always like, damn, what strain are you growing? It is so fucking stinky. Yeah. And then they well, switch breed it up. For that. Some people breed for that. There were strains back in the day that were deliberately not stinky. Yes. And if you do end up getting a carbon filter size-wise, I'm just going to guesstimate. I would go with at least a six-inch six inch fan, six-inch carbon filter. And the six-inch carbon filter size, I'm looking here, um, they have a nine-pound and a 14-pound. But a six-inch carbon filter will probably do good. Uh, but I would lean more towards the, uh, yeah, the strange. It's going to be hard. If you're growing dank, the, the odor is going to lurk just out of whatever little structure or whatever little harbor freight tent, whatever goes on. Yeah, even I had a legit greenhouse this year, and I still got odor complaints. So the odor Ooh, lurks. We did get some comments, not inside the grow area, but maybe putting an O in a bucket out there or something like that. Maybe you could do some masking. That might be a good tip as well. So hopefully you'll be able to grow the dank though, because it's always nice to get some sun growing off the balcony. It's just easy. That is a joy, an absolute joy pulling it right from your backyard. You guys can't tell Low Scott, he's playing a little mute on and off. He's got, uh, he seems a little distracted, some uh, road grading going on. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah, man. It's, it's all a good. Beautiful, relaxing spot. Okay, let's do the show. Oh, That's there's right. a steamroller that showed up, man. It's all good. That's right. We got to bring we got to bring the growers to grow talk. So it's yeah, happening. yeah. Why not, man? Have some fun. All right, roll rolling ski. Hopefully that helped with uh, getting something going on the patio. Do we have an about the author? I didn't even check. I don't know about the author. Thanks for the comments there, Chad Westport and SC Dungslinger79. All right, let me come with some good comments here. Good comments. Yeah, Real what do you got? There have been some really good comments. I love hanging out and checking out the comments. Real Batman says, hummingbirds are the original drone. They are so cool. I do not flush. I grow in living soil, organic, outdoor. The ash on my J is white. Peace, DGC. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Man, I was I called Dave Montgomery today and asked him if he could get back on the show. That's the soil guy taught me yeah. so much because yeah, I was brushing my teeth this morning and I thought fertilizer, the first part of that word is fertile, like fertile soil. And it starts okay. like Iser. You know, it's just like a cheap hey, we'll call it the fertile Iser. But uh, fertile soil. I was actually reading something about how like soil got its fertility, its minerals from like the Arctic. They blew onto uh, uh, like North America from the Arctic. And it was just so interesting, man. I got to call that guy. I got to talk to him a, a little bit about uh, what makes good soil, what makes good fertile soil. I think it'd be an interesting conversation. Do you know how that word is at the history? Like what's the Iser? Fertile I don't know. Then I started thinking about other isers. You know what I mean? Like it just sounds like something in the twenties. That's like it's a fertilizer. It's a Simonizer. You know. Or you could just be as as, as bland as uh, the company. Hmm, let's make a cloning gel, Clone X. <laughs> I do like that, man. That stuff actually works good. So I want. Uh, all right, I got another comment from Arthur Lank Larkins. Shout out to Scotty. I was watching some videos from a few years ago, and you definitely look healthier now. Huh, healthier. <laughs> okay. Okay, I'll take it. Nothing like a little bit of sun to, to make you feel good. 
But uh, thank you for that. I will say I dig mountain biking, although dude made fun of me so that I can't wear the Fox shirt. I don't <laughs> bike. I don't bike enough days of the year. But uh, yeah, I, don't, I feel great. Thank you. Arthur Larkins, if you have the specific episode number you were watching when Scotty didn't look so good, please share. <laughs> yes. Just fat, pale Scotty. Put him on a T-shirt, show up the DGC Cup. Mm-hmm. All right, I got one more from Dean Reardon, SNC. Says, the Costa Rica connection is correct. <laughs> I guess I'll that's your it. name I'll in this it. one. That's funny. Costa Rica connection is correct in saying that if a plant starts to stress in any way, be it moisture, nutrient, or other, it will revert to higher direct reproductive development, which should, depending on the intenseness of the stress parameters, timing and amount of those time or those parameters will increase flower size and subsequent resin levels up until the plant goes over the permanent stress point or permanent wilting point whereby the plant will start to quickly degenerate deteriorate now i said that i thought it would put secondary metabolites on i didn't know if it would really put volume on because i thought volume was a photosynthesis thing that needs water light air all that stuff so uh you know i'm not sure how restricting that would make the plants grow bigger but i bet you that they would get more desperate that to reproduce and put more secondary metabolites on well, yeah, it's it's saying that the plant is it realizes that it only has a certain level of like metabolic activity it's going to be able to do with that stress on it. So it's like, oh, I got to make the reproductive stuff, and that's what the terpenes, cannabinoids. It's all in the flowers of the plant, trying to uh, attract pollination for it. Um, so yeah, it's it's going to help it do that. I dig, I dig. I'm going to transition to question two. Grow, grow, grower question two here. Auto flowers in the same pot posted by Winio72. This just always reminds me, and you know, when he talks about flowers in the same pot, I remember seeing plants in the same pot in one of your grows. You know, like, you're like, they're going to count that it. as one plant, man. If they come, that's one plant. <laughs> it was a fail. It was an absolute fail, man. Uh, it's true. Competing root zones guru told me. I didn't believe them. People told me at the DGC, oh, competing root zones, man, won't work. And it won't work. They will all try to compete right. for that well, same space. Well, it def- it can work if, if if you're in limited space. It's not going to work because they will compete in for resources with each other. But if you're in a big enough soil volume, think about a forest. There's They're not in separate little containers isolated from each other. Everything's able to work together. So oh, if you have enough yeah, soil no, volume, what, what, uh, no I, problem at all yes. doing it in like a, oh, what is it? The four by two tent, probably not going to be the best situation or, or the well, highest yielding for that situation. He's going to do it in 18. Here, let me tell you how they're going to do it. It says, while you guys are huge help, I'm starting a new auto, auto flower grow in a four by two tent, two by four tent, however you want to look at that. I'm right. um, using the SIP method, and he's going to yeah. try and do it in an 18 gallon storage tote. Hang on, we just did that. This was an experiment that Guru and I just did, and we had a lot of success with it. Guru, am I wrong, sir? Yeah, in one of these storage totes, that is the the thing you need is the right amount of soil volume. And depending on the size of the plant and how long you're going to veg it to, that soil volume can change a little bit. But for two small plants with not that long of a veg, which autoflowers don't have, it should work fine for like two plants. I want to do more than like two in there. Now two plants, but we grew, he's talking about the same buckets we are, I guarantee at the yellow top square ones you get at Home Depot. And yeah, we were able to grow two monsters. Shout out to Rasta Jeff and the orange gas and those little plants I just vegged forever. So why, you, 
competing root zones, though. You just said before it's a I failure. That, that was when I put them right close together. Remember, I took three plants and was trying to make it one plant. That is what I consider. Trying to do like a decorative braid. Yeah, decorative <laughs> braid. I was sure it was going to work too, man. And it, that worked like shit. But putting two of them, you know, within eight, you know, 18 inches apart or whatever, I do not think there's an Actually, I proved that there's no issue there. If you've got those 18-gallon totes and you're doing a sip bucket, damn, I thought I was the only one that thought like that. But yes, that will work. I, I loved it. So do we think those plants know that they're like those root zones, those rhizospheres are going to interconnect? Are they going to talk? Are they going to help each other out? If one plant needs some phosphorus, do the other plant share some of its? No. I think so. I think they that they would connect through my – no, I guess that's ectomycorrhizae, man. That is a kind of a different thing. Well, Guru says no, but from what – in one of my favorite podcasts, From Tree to Shining Tree on Radiolab, sure. you guys uh-huh. should all check that out. Is that the plants total? I mean, granted, different, uh, no, way trees. more diverse. That's in the a form. That's in do. a force. The trees do. Cannabis plants hey. are going to be competing with each other for resources and the same resources in the same little space, too. And I got to get into mycorrhizae. That's end the difference between endomycorrhizae, what cannabis uses, and ectomycorrhizae. You know, I'm going to say it. Endomycorrhizae invaginates the plant. So it, uh, <laughs> it allows it to get more nutrients. It's a fuzz that grows on the plant that makes on the roots, that makes the roots uh, have more surface area and more absorption points. Ecto, meaning outside, is a mycorrhizae that colonizes on trees. And that's the mycorrhizae that goes all throughout the forest and mines for uh, for nutrients and connects to the other trees and they all uh, communicate i dig i dig so yeah there was <clears throat> i got one last thing to say yeah. be really careful when you go look at at a product and it has a ton of different mycorrhizae on there and a lot of ectomycorrhizae species that's not something that's oriented for cannabis or for yeah. short day plants yeah Used to see that in the hydro stores when, or maybe ten years ago, when people were just starting. Or for me, I was just starting to learn about um, using mycorrhizae with cannabis in the living root zone, and that we're feeding the, you know, the soil, not necessarily the plants directly. So right. Right. Yeah. Isn't that amazing? That's what got me thinking about the whole fertile soil. They were talking about when uh, they first started farming, you know, back a couple of hundred years ago, they would just look at this virgin soil and it was just loaded with mineral. The minerals are what's like the macronutrients. And it was saying this stuff was loaded with, you know, North American soil, even the Dakotas uh, is all just loaded with these minerals. Actually, Arctic, what would you call that? Glacial rock dust it actually came from the Arctic. But, uh, yeah, that's what makes fertile soil. Lots of minerals, brother. Can I ask you what mycorrhizae? You have, like, how many strains of mycorrhizae in recharge? We have a few, but I will say that the only one that I find there that they find really works with cannabis is Glomus interradices israeliensis. And it has been changed. It's no longer a Glomus. It's a rhizophagus now. So... Can't laugh, dude. How the hell do you name something? Rename something that, man. They should have renamed it Glomus. But yeah, um, that is the new species term for it. You had me with invaginate, and I'm just scared. I'm like a little kid today. Yeah, those are real words, dude. Can't be in trouble for real words. (laughs) That's why I dig. I can uh, transition over to a real growers shout out because Recharge does have uh, everything I want in it. It's got the product where I'm not buying uh, back in the day or still. I don't even know. Um, this from GH had a bacteria and a, uh, a micro product, two different packages. Right. I have my all in one 
and as well get the bonus of the sugars from the molasses, the kelp, humix, fulvix. You guys should check it out, realgrowers.com, if you want to get some in your rhizosphere. If you're in Canada growing, rechargecanada.ca, stocked up and ready to hit you up. And uh, yeah, I dig, man. It's, it's been one of the biggest game changers, not just recharge specifically, but understanding what's going on below the surface of the plant. Agreed. Understanding that plant is alive. It needs food. It needs air. It needs CO2. It needs water. It's all that same stuff we need. Makes sense. Makes sense. What if they could talk? Would you let them? If you could turn it on, would you let your garden talk to you? Come on. That movie was good. Feed me, Seymour. That was before oh, I smoked weed, man. Little Shop of Horrors. <laughs> that was a good one. Yes. I could revisit could that. Yeah, definitely. I think so. My favorite current talking plant. Or actually, I don't know if that plant did talk. What's that one movie with the... Oh, Groot? Did Groot talk? I don't, Groot's pretty cool, though. I will admit, Groot's pretty cool. I'm a Groot Def fan. I said it. There you go. <laughs> All right, grow hacks here. I already have one of these on order, so you're going to have to tell me if I made a bad decision. I almost uh, ordered one, too, so no, you didn't. <laughs> this is titled <laughs> cool. Spray Gun by Graham Sack. <laughs> nice. <laughs> hey, guys. Just wondering if this would work for a fogger to spray my plants. Just worried about the lights on the front of it when I spray with the light off. Thanks. I'm a big fan of the show. And we're looking at this just looks like a white plastic like ray gun or something like shaped just like a gun. It's and an it's atomizer. an yeah. ultraviolet atomizer stabilizer. Um, it says it's a cordless handheld electric. Okay, could cool. Nano steam atomizing spray guns. And how's it do this? It does it through a certain light. I don't, I don't know about a light. It just must have an atomizer in there, a little bit of pressure. Or, oh, here we I go. Know. I got I got the link here. I got the link over if you guys want to check it out on this Amazon. This is from wish.com, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> it has that wish.com feel to it, dude. I ain't going to lie. It's an efficient UV atomization disinfector, eight strong blue light nano sprays up to two meters. Okay, so Guru, what is up with the UV atomization disinfector? Because it's spraying the water with the mist through UV light, and then then turn. That's gonna what it hit sanitizes. Theor theoretically, the UV light should sanitize and have some potential to sanitize stuff when it hits stuff. Uh, I would not rely on this to be sterilizing stuff, and probably not gonna work that great as a for foliar spray too, because it's one of those atomizing. Uh, I almost think it, you know, the like uh, electric diffusers where it's, it's, sure. it's running sure. electricity through it to atomize it. And with one of those atomizers, uh, those aren't that great and can cake up if you're doing any type of like feeding foliar wise. Um, gotcha. You'd want to gotcha. have like something that was actually designed for full, for uh, spraying sprays like that. No, yeah, what it looks like a fogger to me. I, lo I love my fogger. And I guess there is an $80 Fogmaster Jr. out there if you want to get a fogger. But yeah, this is Those are more than that. And I think they're like currently, it's like on those list of items that COVID messed up. It's like weird. Like, oh, I can, I was recommending them to somebody and the dude at the right. grow shop is like, those are just haven't been available for months. Know when oh, we're gonna get yeah, because everybody's using her disinfect work and stuff, and everybody's growing too. Anything grow related, I was just at the hydro store asking about building up for my five by five tent, and he's like, Well, it depends on what you want. Some things like we just don't have. I'm like, Okay, well, so but anyway, this 
hang on. Everywhere had the whole warehouse full of fog master juniors just became clean master juniors and are sold <laughs> out. Yes, that's what happened. I'm so glad that is a great, great product. I would try that. What if, I mean, what if you tried this and you didn't run any product through it, like any type of oily substance to mess up the atomization function, but the UV actually worked on some PM. I don't know, just for the $30 investment and to have a, another, some type of gun around to play with, I'm down. <laughs> Dude, I'm glad you bought it. You let me know. It's in Canadian anyhow. I would have no idea how much that was. $39.99. <laughs> All right. Let's see here. That's grow guys. We do like I like to check on the grow hacks on dudegrows.com. Mm -hmm. Go over there under the latest. Get up some grow hacks. You found a way to save money or find something useful. Not everybody has access to cruise to the big old hydro store. But there's uh, been a lot of good stuff. Just even like I'm thinking the you know, putting the, the casters on the on the base so you can rotate your plants. There's just been a ton of good stuff there. I know my favorite grow hack was the I, I believe the trash can dank. Maybe it was titled. Yeah, that was well, cool. Trash can grow. I dig it. That was cool. All right, let's start a conversation on this next question. This is just going to be an open conversation. HPS versus LED. HPS is your older technology HID bulb type growth for anybody that doesn't know. And they also come in metal halide known as for veg. HPS is usually high pressure sodium used for flour typically. Yes. And let's give the efficiency measurement. And so in HPS, if we're just going to put an efficiency number on it, guru, check my, my math here, but it's about 1.2 umoles per joule as far as efficiency goes. 1.65. Yeah, is with a new bulb. Okay. Okay. So it's 1.6. Let's remember that because let's see what the efficiency of the LED is. Um, well, let me do some narration here. Mm-hmm. Says hello. First off, great show. Um, off to, off you too. Okay, this is a gentleman that is from. Here, let me tell you where I am from. Europe, Belgium, little country between Holland, Germany, Luxembourg, and France. Those are our borders. So, could you point I, any of those on a map, dude? Yeah, I think I could do pretty good. Pretty good. I think at least guess two. where Belgium was. <laughs> um. So, so I live a good 150 kilometer from Amsterdam, an hour, about an hour and 30 minute drive. We still grow with HPS 600 watts with digital ballast. Then 600 watts HPSs, I was like everywhere else in the world but the States. Like I know I met a bunch of Australian growers. They were all using 600s and like you guys bang out thallies here, but it's just not as efficient. Um, were you a fan? I've tried 600s and I immediately went back to the 1000. I just found the 1000 just so much brighter for another 400 watts. My but, argument would always be I'd rather run two 600s than 1000. Yeah, I disagree just because the intensity you get under. I'd rather run two 1000s. How about that? <laughs> All right. So we still grow a 600 watt with digital ballast. Now we do a harvest around one gram. Per watt, depending on strain, most of the times. That's pretty awesome. Hang on, let's think. That's, uh, what, about a pound and a half, a little bit under a pound and a half per 600-watt light? It's pretty goddamn good. Pretty yeah. good for HPS. This is a pound and a cuper, really. Uh, so can you advise us? Oh, it says they're growing the famous amnesia. I mean, if that's amnesia haze, maybe. Um, pretty popular strain. It says, can you advise us more on what's on the market that can give us the same results or more? 420 greens in Belgium. Um, if you're ever over here, visit Belgium. You're always welcome. Always good smokes. Peace out. Uh, Elaine, Elaine. So the main question was, can you advise us more? What's on the market that can give the same results or more? That's tough. I mean, that's a lot yeah, of variables there. 
the same results, yeah, would come from a, a really good quality 300 watt light. Yeah, because our general rule of thumb that at least it's always changing with the, with the show, but you can take your wattage and split it in half. A good 500 watt should do what a thousand watt HID is, but now they are recommending they've gone up a little. But with the HLG had the 550, now they have a 600 R for replacing full on a thousand watt HID. But Ooh, yeah, that that 650 R is meant to replace a DE. Not a well, not, not not a pure thousand watt, and DEs run like twelve hundred and fifty watts with the ballast. But I thought the question was a six hundred watt light. What would replace a six hundred watt light? Yeah, good point. That's what they're using. So yeah, you'd be replacing uh, basically, like you said, yeah, a good three low three hundred watt, whatever. So let's do the UMOLs per joule. And I keep on feeling silly saying that, but let's do the efficiency on it. So we're talking one point six for a uh, HPS. The highest efficiency uh, uh, LED is what, like two point eight, something like that. Two point eight is going to be on like the highest end. G- sure. Good quality LEDs that will last for ten years. Their their uh, efficiencies range range anywhere from like two point two to two point eight. Um, so what do we say? That's like a thirty percent, forty percent more efficient light. That's like a sixty to eighty percent more efficient light. Well, one point six, it would have to be three point two to be double efficiency, and, and that would be a hundred percent. Yeah. If it's a two point, uh, I see what you're doing there, if, man. If I know math. Yeah, you said ten years, though. I was going to ask you about that. I had another, I think maybe it was in a comment. Somebody was pooping on LEDs and they're like, look, eventually you have to replace them too. I know that, you know, we, the HID bulb replacement, some people do it every six months. Some people do it every year, um, can be laborious and adds up and somewhat wasteful. How long laborious, you, sir, uh, an H an LED before you're to the point where you're like, shit, man, I need to replace this unit. It, it's ran too many hours. It's down, whatever, 10% plus. Is there like an industry standard for that? Yeah, Guru, that's a good question, man. So they're rated in, it's called a lumen maintenance rating or LM rating. Um, okay. They'll have LM 90s and LM 70s. That's how long and length of time that the light has been on. Um, and you got to remember that for a grow room, you're only using it half the time if it's a flower right. light or 18 and 6 if it's a veg light, uh, where after that amount of time, the LM90 is it is 90% of the original uh, light output that was there, and the LM70 is the 70 uh percent of that original light is there. So, so you have, even to, you have 70, to have different light manufacturers. Yes, right? Well, yeah, it's like generally five years, you're not going to see any noticeable difference between them. After like right. seven, maybe, um, you might want to start looking at replacing them, and their spectrum won't change over the course. So it also matters how much light intensity do you need. Do you need that full amount of light intensity all the time? And right. the different LED manufacturers um, can have different LM ratings for stuff. The diode itself will have one, but that depends on the cooling uh, solution that the manufacturers use for those as well and how well that diode is able to keep itself cool throughout its lifespan. If it's run so hotter like- for longer, um, obviously it'll have a shorter lifespan. Those LMs are just uh, like recommendations on it um, sure the cooling solution matters as well grow room situation though it's not too bad though it's probably as bad as a greenhouse um 
sorry, would you say a grow room situation? I said grow room, you know, you got air conditioning in there. It's not, it's not exposed to the elements. Can't be too abusive. I would think they could last a hell of a long time indoors in a grow. Well, uh, yeah. what, what I'm saying is that the, the grow situation and the environment it's in isn't really the important part. It's how hot that diode gets. It creates heat God, by converting okay. electricity into light. Um, it's I, I put onto the heat sink. If you don't have that much heat sinking material and those LEDs like at their junction run right. really hot, they'll have a shorter lifespan. If the LED has a good cooling solution, they will have a prolonged life from that as well. And that's what the company does. That's why you buy an HLG or whatever, because they actually do the thinking of matching up the diodes with the heat sink and, and getting rid of that heat. You know, anyone can buy a diode. Exactly. I would say thanks for the comments. Uh, Soup mentioning, hey, don't forget, you know, LEDs, uh, the grow, grow environment for LEDs is around 80 to 85 Fahrenheit when they perform really well. So if you don't, if you need the, if you need the heat, stick with your HID lighting uh, for sure, because then you're just supplementing heat, and you'd rather just have the light. Uh, but yeah, good comments, man. Thanks, Soup, for the comment. And, and HID for- also, just to jump in, uh, uh, HPS has a bad. I don't like the spectrum on it. I think you get a much better spectrum with an LED, and that's something. You're just talking visually to you, or for the plants as well, or both? Both for right? the plants. It's it's not a complete spectrum. It's a whole shitload of red. Either one, though, I know I, I will say either one, HID or LED, can create very dank product, very oh, yeah. marketable product. No problems with the end product if done right, right strain, right grower. Um, Plants but, care more about uh, photon density that's falling on them than the spectrum of it. The spectrum can come into play for like the plant morphology and how it shapes itself um, right. and how it grows. But as far as like biomass yield, it really is all about intensity. And that's the explanation for why HPS performed so well for so long. It was the most efficient at the time, but now it's been surpassed by that. And it has better spectrum than the HPS does. So it really, um, the only thing keeping everyone from growing with LEDs is they're just cost prohibitive and getting less cost prohibitive as time goes on too. They sure are. It's pretty cool. I can make them less cost prohibitive. I can transition over to the pros list, dogrows.com forward slash pros. So all the coupon codes are listed. If you do want to look at some lighting today, I'll feature rapid, rapid LED. Yeah. Uh, I was BSing with Guru. I was like, let's check out. They have a new, um, in their supplemental boards, uh, they have a mass medical strain supplemental bar. They have some cool stuff going on over there. But I was like, what do you do when they have the Emerson Effect booster the exotic supplement, the dual Emerson effect booster, all these cool, well, I'll say it, geeky things to play with light-wise. Um, I was putting it on Guru. I'm like, what would you pick if you wanted to get an additional light for your grow? Well, it really depends on like what your goals are. Um, if your goal is to gardening is your hobby and growing cannabis is your hobby and you want to play around and do some experiments with things and keep journals and keep track of everything, um, these booster lights are awesome. Um, you can get them on a bluefish controller and fine tune each one, get certain amounts of UV coming on at certain times of day and your Emerson boards running and everything and do that. But if you're not like fully satisfied with the light intensity of your room or your whole room isn't completely dialed, I'd probably get right. one of those core 85s to boost up the, the amount of light that's going on in that room. <laughs> but so you, like you want to make sure that you have um, the lumens or what, or well, the, the par is what's important ah, see, for everything. 
Um, I did. So if we can bump that up, uh, it's it's going to be better than playing around with these boards until you have everything dialed. Then if it's your hobby and you want to play around with it and hook everything up to controller and get into that and start doing some experiments, then I would uh, venture into these exotic uh, spectrum boards and the Emerson effect boards and everything. I will say that back when I had my 4,000 watt grow, my four HIDs, I did mount two of them, two T5 eight bulbs on the sidewall where I had a lot of flowering sites, but they would never really fill out. Right. So this is a good point. If you have a side corner or grow, those core 85 bars are so slim, so easy to mount, mount to the wall, mount wherever. If you want to get that back row, that's sometimes a little fluff nugged up, if you will. I do like that a really easy way to, to add light. RapidLED.com, coupon code dude will hook you up over there across the board. If you don't know, I'm running three of those Core 85s now. We're about to switch to Bloom. Um, but I'll tell you about that when I talk about what's going on in our grow. Yeah, I do like light bars because they're so low profile. What do they take? A couple inches off the wall or off your ceiling or off your shelving unit, whatever you're using them for. I need to add some to the front of my Land Cruiser because at this point, I'm like, why not? You might need it, but they're so slim and so easy to put on. Just add a little LED light to your car. Why not? Jesus. You know what SMH means, dude, in internet language? I do not. Shake my head. (laughs) (laughs) Fair enough. I have a little bit of, what I said, news, news feed, buzz. Uh, Stay tuned. Maybe by the end of this week, early next week, uh, the studio is going to be done. The studio upgrades will be done. Scott will be back in the bakery here, already setting up people to come up and hang out. Get some good content for you guys, some fresh content, a little bit of a different set, if you will. Uh, Could so, be. Could yes. be. Hey, I got New Mill Jaron coming up. He's he's confirmed for Friday. I would love to get Rasta Jeff up, but we'll get them both up really soon. Dudegrows.com forward slash merch. If you guys haven't picked up any gear, any hats like that, and Canadians, I'm working on getting some more merch up here as well. I do have some DGC hats up here. You can hit me up on the the contact on Dudegrows.com or if you're a patron, just send me a message and we'll try and get you sorted. All right. All right. In my grow, I'm just going to take it. I'm not even going to ask you. <laughs> oh, these are the stickers. Shout out to Terp Tarmigan, man. I got, we got the, the new GGC stickers here. So I don't know how well you can see these babies, but these are going to be going out to you Canadians here shortly. Um, I got a one of a kind from your mailman. Grow sent me one. It was cool as hell. DGC life, brother, for life. <laughs> I have, oh, I don't know where it is. I have one of like the original DGC stickers. Anyway, um, I was getting into my grow. A lot of things going on. Actually, right when I get done with this little hang here, I need to transplant uh, my radical bag three gals into seven gals. And they're getting a little pissed in there. They've been in there too long and trim them back a little, get them happy and take them to bloom three, seven gals in a two by four tent. I hope they're all females. I say, take them to bloom, but I know I got to have at least one. I, part of me feels like all three are females. Like that's when you, you're like, hell yeah, yeah that's cool. Um, as that well, you're going to get all three males one time though. Dude. <laughs> it does. It does. Uh, no, I'm going to be kicking around. Um, not one of my freaking clones made it dude. Black thumb, not one of my clones made it. I'm not positive on all of what happened, but I have some ideas. I am ordering some more feminized seed though. I like how easy it is to, to grow with feminized seed. Call me sure. lazy. Nope. It is nice. I'm calling you smart, bro. It is uh, cool stuff. Yeah, you're going to get a female, although someone might be a runt or whatever, but I uh, got some seeds in order. I set up 
my new 5x5 grow tent, shout out to Gorilla Grow Tent, hung up with the HLG 600 in it. And this is in an uninsulated garage. The garage temp's probably like 40. Um, and then the light, full bore, got the tent up to 66. I'm like, well, that's not going to work. I put a little 250-watt heater on there in there, um, and it got me to 79. So That's nice. I'm, nice. De I'm debating. I don't know. Like, I can almost get... Um, I should stop debating. I just don't know if I want to run the heater with it and get everything set up while it's cool or just wait for it to get a little warmer. And then pardon me, because I got my turkey tail mushroom bag, Scotty. I'm starting some turkey tails today. Yep. <clears throat> like maybe this is a sign that the five by five grow tent should be a five by five mushroom tent. Now, are you on nuts, man? I don't know. All, all kinds of mix, like lion's manes, the turkey tails. I, 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 maybe it's my grower in me calling to me because I'm in this environment in British Columbia where it's not as challenging, hopefully. But, but you can grow mushrooms anywhere. You can grow mushrooms in a, any kind of guest room, under a bed, in a closet. It's really easy to grow mushrooms. True. True, true. Or at least with the Sacred Three Mushroom Kit. Uh, but shout out, Tanazi gave me one of those kits, a little personal fable. It's a box this big. And he was like, yeah, just spray it, walk by it. It was in the office and spray it like you would a, uh, a clone dome. Just don't let it dry out. Depending on your environment, it doesn't dry out. But other than that, man, a little bit of light, just natural light coming in. And uh, Guru, you remember that, no? Oh, yeah. I mean, the, those Sacred Three Mushroom Kits make it really Really easy to grow some mushrooms. Just in general, man. Growing mushrooms isn't that hard. We'll make it a commercial for Tanazi, but growing mushrooms isn't that hard. Sacredmushrooms.com. Coupon code dude. I'll make it the commercial for Tanazi. Um, I hear you. I, this is the first time I've grown a couple, so I'm going to see. Usually you got to grow something, look at how, and then generate ideas on if you want to do, not mass scale, but maybe you want to grow a few more, maybe like on 20 bags at a time at least, something like that. How many can I fit in a shipping container? <laughs> <laughs> yes. See, now you got the good background noise. You got the birdies going. Like, this is what you want now. It's pleasant. It's, yeah, it's, it gets uh, early, uh, dark early here. And I'll be damned. You know you're in the jungle, baby. <laughs> two you're going to die. Oh, there's some beautiful. There's two cans. There'll be monkeys crawling around. It is a trip, man. This reminded me of Guns N' Roses. Um, yeah. Okay, back to the grow. The monkeys will throw poop at you. <laughs> I will, uh, uh, if I do, which I should, the grower in me says I should put cannabis up on that tent. I am looking at feminized autos so I can run the 18 hours. Why not have that light on if it's your heat for 18 hours, right? Yeah, 18, yeah, 18 sure. six is what I'll do. Um, and then also uh, uh, sourcing out something feminized autos, but I don't know if certain strains tolerate a little bit lower temps if I want to dial it down. I would imagine so. Wouldn't it the more Ruderalis guru, the more Ruderalis in there? I shouldn't say the more, but if Ruderalis is in an auto, wouldn't Ruderalis enable lower temp growing? Um, it's so. it's going to depend on the genetic expression of what it's uh, being crossed with and if that was even taken in consideration when they were doing their crosses or if they were just looking for THC-producing uh, autoflowering plants. Um, kind of depends, but yeah. Autoflowers, kind of that Bruderalis is born out of the Earl Mountains and like steppes of Russia, um, in some pretty harsh growing conditions. So it, it does lend itself to being a little bit more hardy. And a lot of times, autoflowers can be a little bit more hardy than uh, their photo period counterparts. Sounds like it's getting active there, Scotty. I'd love to see a monkey just wrap on your face or something for a minute. I'm telling you, all they would do is throw poop. As long as he rides up on a motorcycle, though. <laughs> <laughs> it steals my kid. <laughs> <laughs> Who
Who's slinging recharged, Guru? Where can we go pick up some recharge these days from a fine retail hydroponics store? Shout out to Hydro King uh, Gardening in uh, Warren, Michigan. They just came online. They got their recharge, and you can go pick it up there. Michigan yeah, Hydro Brushes. King. I like that. That's yeah, a the, the kings of gardening. I don't know if I trust businesses' names <laughs> with the word king in it. I don't usually, but they got recharge. Oh, come on. Mattress King's cool. All right, fair enough. Fair enough. Was the tiger guy a king or tiger? He was a tiger. Yeah, he guy. was a king. He's a king. king. King of cell block eight these days. <laughs> or maybe a queen for all I know. All right, if you guys had a good time, dogrows.com forward slash support for Light a Show this week. Sit tight. We're coming back full force here uh, with the new studio and everything hanging. But let's do some shout outs to the DDC here. I'm going to give it up to McLovin to grow and K. Thanks. Bye. <laughs> I got Dank Master and Shania, the Plant Daddy Davidson. I saw a Plant Daddy girl a couple of days ago with a Plant Daddy shirt on. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I commented on that, and Shania is going to have to. I don't know if that's. I thought I claimed that shirt, and especially the Plant Daddy, but we'll see. Ah, all right. Oh, well, GG. Better on her. <laughs> Foster your buds. What's up? Midnight OG and Sketchy Five Thirty. Yeah. Kami, kamikaze, kami, kamikaze grown, kamikaze grown, or kami, could be, could be. Uh, and Tumbleweed Gardener, what's up? Yeah, dude, guys, thanks for uh, dealing with the kind of obstructions of background today, but I appreciate it. It was fun hanging out, talking to everybody. We also had to deal with no fun shirt. Come on, where's your fun shirts? Yeah, I left my fun shirts, man. I'm <laughs> sorry. Travel in those? No, I have all cool Hawaiian shirts with big, giant, actually, they all have pina coladas on them. All right. Stay higher, my friends. Until next time, we'll be waking and baking. Talk to you soon. Bakeries and dude. Some people love to blaze up the deck. Yeah, we get happy for noon. And when the boss says is to take a little break. That means we're lighting up a dude It's just weed It's just weed I like to keep a good buzz on, on, on It's just weed It's just weed In my toolbox there's a bomb Some people start their day off with a pill It's what the doctor says to do They shake their heads and laugh Go ahead and try something new, new, new It's just weed It's just weed I like to keep the good vibes on, on, on It's just weed It's just weed I like to smoke it out day long Yeah, Just look at how he's being paid